Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. And now, here is Walter Bingham. Hello, I am Walter Bingham, and this is a very special program for the 2nd of August 2022, which is the 5th of our 5782, in a week of preparation for the saddest day in the Jewish calendar, the 9th of Av, about which I shall briefly comment later in the program. But as we are facing yet another general election on the 1st of November, the 5th in just more than three years, it's time to examine the reasons for this anomaly. Of course we know that the population is split in half between the so-called national camp, the politically right, some of whom believe in a homeland for Jews as it was intended by the Balfour Declaration of 1918, and others who base their claim on the Torah. Most of the other half have been influenced by Arab propaganda and accept that there exists a Palestinian Arab nation who are the indigenous population of this land and we must therefore include them in the political decision-making. That view is false. It was tried and failed and brought us to our present predicament. So, where do we go from here and how can we protect our country from this cycle of ineffective government with a balance of power vested in some small party, possibly Arab, that may have almost missed the electoral threshold and can hold the country to ransom with just four members of Knesset, a scenario that could very likely obtain again after November the 1st. We of the right, all of us, have the same goal. That's why this is the time for unity. Those in the national camp who hold the view anyone but Bibi must realize that however strong you feel, you are not achieving the aim to establish a right-wing government, but that you strengthen the left-wing opposition. I fully understand the supporters of small parties who, with all their heart, believe that only a Torah-observant state will be able to withstand the pressures of the outside world, or those with a more pragmatic view who are prepared for the country to be governed in unity with our secular brothers and sisters, who believe that Israel is the national home for the Jewish people, on condition that they have a part in the decision-making. Unfortunately, certain sections of the national camp are plagued by a blind obstinacy that sees only its self-interest to the detriment of the nation as a whole. Such an attitude is self-destructive and in today's so-called progressive climate will further erode the Zionist spirit. No endorsement of the party by that name is meant. The conduct of the electorate is heavily influenced by our politicians who demonstrate similar characteristics in reverse. For them it is not the philosophy of the particular party they are concerned with their personal ego to be a member of Knesset playing musical chairs, as has so aptly been demonstrated in a recent article in the Jerusalem Post by Ruti Bloom, citing the chameleon-like behavior of Ayelet Chaket, 
She is, of course, not the only one who changed party affiliation in the hope to get a ministerial job. You hear of one every day. Like the British proverb, they cut their cloth to fit their suit. The time has come to make this election the last one for the next four years, to elect a right-wing government that has a mandate to complete its program and that will first and foremost promise to fulfill the earlier broken assurances of establishing Israel's sovereignty of the Jordan Valley and over all Judea and Samaria, our historical heartland. In the meantime, we must work to stop the spread of illegal Arab construction in Area C of Judea and Samaria, which is under full Israeli control. When analyzing the aims and objects of the smaller parties on the political right, there is no doubt that their basic goal is to maintain Israel as a state for Jews, governed by Jews, and administered according to Jewish values. However, to achieve this, you, all of us, must put aside our strong preference for one or another of the small parties, some of which, according to many opinion polls, are not assured to achieve the requisite number of votes to pass the electoral threshold, so they may be wasted. Instead, in the interest of the future or even survival of Israel as a Jewish state, we, the supporters of the national camp, must at this forthcoming election resist our strong individual party affiliation and vote tactically. That means to increase to an overall majority the number of mandates of Likud, the party that's already expected to attain the highest number of seats in the next Knesset. Yes, it is possible. Only such tactical voting will make sure that we avoid a so-called government where each constituent party pulls in a different direction, where no definitive constructive policy can be agreed upon, but only compromises to maintain power. We must also put aside any prejudice we may hold against Benjamin Netanyahu, who will presumably be chosen by Likud members, to be their party leader and hence the next prime minister. And we must also not forget that Netanyahu's achievements to alert the world to the Iranian threat and an existential threat for Israel is now accepted by the Western world. This outweighs his failures to fully satisfy the aspirations of the right-wing population during his last premiership. Should he again fail to keep his word, Likud party members have a democratic option, which, in such a case, would be supported by most right-wing voters. Of all the options open to us in the general election, I strongly recommend what I said to the voting public who treasure a truly Jewish Zionist state. Several of our learned and distinguished show hosts will this week expound in great detail about Tisha B'Av, its meaning and its relevance to our life today. I shall therefore make only a very short comment on some historical points. 
Whenever we mourn the destruction of the Besamikdash by the Roman legions under Emperor Titus, on this day in the year 70 of the Common Era, and in fact also that of the First Temple in 586 before the Common Era, by Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, when he conquered Jerusalem, we also mourn other major tragedies that befell the Jewish people in our history. The expulsion of Jews from England happened on July the 18th, 2090, the 9th of Av. The Jews were expelled from France on July 22nd in 1306, which was the 10th of Av. And they were expelled from Spain on July 31st, 1492, which was the 7th of Av. World War II started on the 5th of Av in 1914. On the 8th of Av, 1941, Hermann Göring, Jemach signed the document to set in motion the final solution. And Tisha B'Av was also the day when the destruction of the Warsaw Ghetto began, with the first trainload of Jews from the ghetto to Treblinka. On a personal note, I left Germany with a kinder transport to England, and at that traumatic moment said goodbye to my mother at the railway station on the 25th of July, 1939, which was Tisha That clearly shows, and we don't know why, that Hashem has chosen that day for Jewish suffering. But today, when we see the rebuilding of Am Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael, we realize that whatever happened in the past, we mourn for the external part, but the internal part of Am Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael can never be eradicated. That's why we say Am Yisrael Chai, and Bezrat Hashem through us talking about what happened in the past, and especially the Shoah, that will strengthen us to be able to overcome and to build up the real Neshama of Am Yisrael, so that we will be able to have Mashiach Tzitkenu and the rebuilding of the third Beis Hamikdash in our time. And with those thoughts, I end this short program. For my Jewish listeners, Tisha B'Av should be a meaningful day, and if you fast, may it be in good health. Most importantly, Tisha B'Av may be a poignant day for the older generation, many of whom will have been Holocaust survivors. So please make sure that they are comfortable and fasting does not harm their health. So please drop in during the day and check on your elderly neighbors. Goodbye. can you get the inside news on Israel? At Israel News Talk Radio, we're dedicated to sharing Israel's inside story with the world by providing our listeners with news on Israeli politics, current affairs, and Israeli Jewish culture. 
The Israel News Talk Radio homepage also provides you, the listener, with useful information at your fingertips. With scrolling news headlines, weather, currency exchange, Shabbat candle lighting times, and so much more. Our radio programming is always accessible and on demand. We operate absolutely free of charge for everyone, everywhere. If you love what we do, partner with us now by becoming an Israel News Talk Radio supporter. With your support, you'll be inscribed on our Israel News Talk Radio Wall of Fame. There's nothing like us in the world. Be part of something great. Israel News Talk Radio. Straight talk from Israel. Howdy, this is Rita from League City, Texas, now living in Israel. And though my heart may have belonged to Texas, it now belongs to Israel and all the fantastic show hosts at Israel News Talk Radio. Hi, this is Michael Solomon from Kiryat Arba, Israel. And why do I love listening to Israel News Talk Radio? Because I love listening to the interesting interviews they do and their news reporting that most other media sources don't cover. Hey, this is Nicole Eko from Malmo, Sweden. It gets pretty cold here in Sweden, so I love cuddling up with a warm cup of tea while I listen to Israel News Talk Radio. Hey, everybody, this is Frank Doris from Tennessee. Me and my dog Buster really love listening to Israel News Talk Radio. <laughs> You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. 